And I'm going to share with you what, um, where it came from, <laughs> from the Lord, but from a vision. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have to come together to worship you and get into your presence, Lord, and to hear your word. Father, I thank you that tonight, Lord, that your word is alive and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. I just thank you, Father, right now that you fill these words with your weight of your glory, with your presence and power, Lord. Let it penetrate deep into each one of our hearts. Father, we just thank you and praise you, Lord, right now. Speak to our hearts today and speak through me, Lord, the words that you want to say tonight in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Well, tonight the Lord um, spoke to my heart the title Mighty Warriors, and the reason for that, and I believe that you're all mighty warriors for the Lord, um, this week um, I was spending time with the Lord, and um, yeah, Clayton knows the story because I was all excited and he happened to be at home, so I ran across him and, and told him everything, and he was brought to crystal tears. I know you didn't tell me that, but I could see you getting choked up. And, oh, yes. Yeah. So anyways, it's always um, awesome when God speaks to you, right? It's always exciting. And so, um, so in this vision, I was spending time with the Lord, and in this vision, I saw uh, a ladder. And I saw myself climbing up the ladder, but I saw the guy that I'm working with, the evangelist, um, he's a young man, he's 24, and his name's Asif, and so um, he, I saw in the vision him climbing up kind of just below me, but he was climbing up along with me, this ladder. And then the vision switched to, um, I'm in some room, and I see this little one-year-old baby walking towards me, and I, I can see it very clearly. He's got this little bald head, he's got these cherry cheeks, and he was all dressed up in what I perceived as like a native little garb, and um, and I don't, I, I told Clayton, I was like, I don't know if I heard his name or if I just knew his name, but he walks in, he's like this high and he's just smiling and looking all happy. And, and I heard, and I perceived or whatever, Gideon, like that his name was Gideon as soon as he walked towards me. And then I woke up, like by woke up, I like came out of the vision and I became alert to the natural. And, um, you know, I took a bathroom break, and I was like, Lord, what in the world? Because how in the world does those two visions go together, first of all? And what in the world with the baby, Gideon? Like, what, what does this mean? And I was like, what does the baby Gideon mean? And I heard him say, as audible as, as you can hear in your spiritual ear, as loud and clear as I could possibly hear, I heard, mighty warrior. And I was just like, I wasn't kind of expecting to hear him respond to me right then and there, but he did, like super loud and clear. And I was like, oh. And um, so I got excited, and I had my phone stashed in my closet during my prayer time because, you know, we can get distracted by this, right? Yeah. And so I put it away, and I went to get it again to look up the definition of, mighty, or of um, Gideon in Hebrew. And guess what it means? Mighty warrior. You know, I didn't know that, you know, off the top of my head. And so I was like, wow. So I start looking up the um, story of Gideon in the Bible. And in Judges 6, 12, Gideon is a young man. He has this encounter with God. God sends him an angel 
to, to call him and to tell him what he's called to do and what God wants him to do. And this angel says to him, he says, God is with you. And he calls him what? Mighty warrior. And I did, let out a little scream. I don't know if you heard that from my bedroom, but I let out a little scream like, oh my gosh, you know, I do hear from God. <laughs> but it was just so cool because I saw this baby I didn't understand it. I simply asked the Lord, what is, this, what is this baby Gideon? What in the world does this mean? And he speaks to me, mighty warrior, and then just confirms it doubly. And so that's where this message is coming from. And um, the Lord then spoke to me really clearly after he spoke to me. His name is Gideon, which means mighty, means mighty warrior. And he spoke to me something that caught me off guard. And... Um, this is where the ladder came in. He spoke to me and he says, the baby, um, he says, you're called to raise up mighty warriors, the baby Gideons who are called to be mighty warriors. And what does a mother do? A mother raises up babies. And, you know, before we're formed in our mother's womb, God has a plan and a purpose for us. And, and, Believe it or not, before Gideon knew it or before different ones, um, prophets know it or before um, anybody comes to the age where they really know what God's called them to do, before that, they're what? A baby. And somebody has to mother them. Somebody has to raise them up into that position, into that place. And um, anyways, it's just funny because... I think God specifically used this young man in Pakistan in this vision because he actually, when we first connected, um, he said he had been watching our revival services for about a year, and he started his revival every Friday because of us in Pakistan. He goes house to house every day, and then on Fridays he has revival, which means he brings in the people together. And um, he called me his spiritual mother. And I was just like, how in the world this person that I don't know is following what God's doing and God is just imparting just by him following? And that's what the Lord spoke to me. And I was like, Lord, how can I be a spiritual mother? How can I raise up baby Gideons, like mighty warriors for you? What, what must I do? And he just said, simply allow them to to be around, simply allow them to serve along with, and they will be imparted to. Like, it's not something on my own accord that I have to do. It's just the fact that I what didn't, like, be like, when he asked me to minister there in Pakistan, I'm like, I don't know who you are. You're not anybody. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, like, push him away. Like, I allowed, you know, him to work with me. And not saying, like, pat myself on the back. I don't think I'm anything wonderful, but God thinks so. <laughs> and we're, we're who God says we are, and this is who God's saying I am. And um, so I just thought it was like, whoa, really? And so I just thought that was so cool. But then out of it, the Lord just started speaking to me more and more about who he sends and, and what he wants to do with the people that he sends into my life. And, and so that's where this is from. Um, so he said, those he sends, he's called to climb the ladder with me. Amen. Judges 6.12, he says, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. So 
I have this question for you, and I know the answer already, but I'm going to ask you so that you can think about it. What does it feel like, or what does it look like, when God calls you to do something? What does it feel like, or what does it look like? You feel like you, is my answer. You don't feel any different than you. And a lot of people um, discount themselves when God calls them to do something great or when he's trying to reveal to them what he has for them or the treasure that they have on the inside of them. Um, Calling Gideon a mighty warrior, calling Esther, you know, someone who can free her people, calling um, Jeremiah a great prophet to the nations when he's like a teenager. Everything that God speaks to us is so much bigger that our minds can't comprehend, and we just feel like us. Like, how in the world could that be? And really, and so God's calling me, you know, and he's telling me this, and I'm like, how could that be? But then as I kind of meditated on it and and thought about it, I'm like, well, that is what I'm doing. You know? And um, I just thought that was really cool, but I, I feel like me. You know, and and God just adds things to our plate and shows us things that we should do, and we just follow in obedience. But I always just feel like me, you know? And um, you're not going to feel, and that's the thing is God wants to remove something from from us, from discounting ourselves, from being used by God, because you're never going to feel different than you, because you are you. And let me just say this, that when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon somebody and anoints somebody to do something, it's actually he comes upon them to do something. And when you step out of doing that thing for the Lord, like into your natural state, you again feel like you. You don't feel like you're high in the Holy Spirit all the time. It's when you step into the anointing to do the thing that God's called you to do that sometimes you get to feel that anointing or, or whatever, it, but it's not about feelings anyways, but that's where you're stepping into that anointing. It's for that service. I don't know if it's interesting to anybody, but so I just think it's really interesting that every single time that I'm studying the word of God and I'm seeing him Calling somebody to do something great for him. Calling somebody to be a mighty warrior or to be a princess and deliver people, you know, or to to bring his people out of Egypt or whatever it might be. Every single time they think how they feel, I'm just myself, and they discount themselves from being used by God. But yet... God's still calling them. Why? Because God created us and formed us in our mother's womb with a plan, with a purpose, and with talents, abilities. And he knows what we have available, which is him. (laughs) Amen? So what's the common thing that happens is that many times we feel like just us, and so we are in disbelief of what God is calling us to do. Um, We're in disbelief that we have what it takes because a lot of times, I'll just say 99.99% of the time, it's going to be bigger than you. It's something that you couldn't accomplish on your own. And it's actually how you know it is God because he's not going to show you to do anything that you could accomplish 
because then you could get the credit. Then you could do it without God. And he wants us to be co-workers together with him. Amen? And so I think I've shared this, but there's a lot of new faces, so I'm going to share just a brief description of part of what God has shown me. You know, I've known since I was like, before I was 17, but I, I heard the call of God when I was 17 of what he had for me to do. And then fast forward, you know, 12 years into it, um, I'm married to Clayton, you know, we're running a youth, a very successful youth ministry, and um, we're having a hard day, as some married couples have once in a while. And so I'm crying and head into my parents' house to tattle and maybe seek some counsel or just forget about it or whatever. But I'm crying to the Lord, and all of a sudden, he starts showing me his plans for me. God does. Yeah. You're at home. I left you. I went for a drive. <laughs> and God starts speaking to me by picture. And he starts showing me something he has for me, the plans to, to preach the gospel to a crowd of people that, that look like they're from another country, which I believe I've stepped into. Um, but I'm crying about something natural, and God's showing me this something supernatural that I couldn't even fathom ever doing at all. Okay, and I'm like, Lord, what are you showing me this for? Who am I? Why me? Like, I knew how he talks to me, and he was showing me something he has for me. And I said, who am I? And you know, I didn't even realize at that time that that was the very words that Moses said. I actually went to my parents' house, and the whole agenda of why I went over there changed, and I told my, my dad what I saw and what the Lord said to, said to me, or what I said to him, who am I? And my dad said, that's what Moses said. And I was just like, oh, Moses felt the same way I did. And so often you see it over and over in the word, every single person actually felt that same way. You're no different. If God's telling you to do something and you don't feel like you could do it, you don't feel like you're amount to enough, you don't feel like you've got what it takes, he knows what it takes and he lives on the inside of you. And he knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb and he put these gifts, these talents, these abilities, these desires in you to fulfill what he's called you to do. Amen? And so let's just look at a couple examples in the word of what we're talking about. Let's turn to Judges 6, if you have your Bibles. In Judges 6, 11 through 16 is this story of Gideon. And it says, Then an angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Oprah, which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abizer. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of the winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. And an angel of the Lord appears to him, and he says, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Nice. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, so it's funny how he's like, knows it's an angel. It's almost like he's familiar with these visitations because he's the way he's responding. But anyway, sir, if the Lord is with us, why has all this bad stuff happened to us? Um, where are all the miracles of our ancestors that have been told to us? Didn't they say that the Lord brought us out of Egypt, but now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites? 
Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength that you have been given and rescue the Israel as rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. He's calling him mighty warrior and he's sending him up until this point. He just knew the disaster. He knew what his, his people needed. But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I, how could I possibly do this great thing that you're telling me to do? Doesn't that sound familiar with anything God tells us to do? How could I? Who am I? Do you really think I've got what it takes? I am the least, he says, of my entire family. I'm the least. You might feel like nobody special, but God's calling you. The Lord says to him, I will be with you and you will destroy the Midianites as if you're fighting against one man. I'm just going to stop there. It keeps going. But in other words, I'm with you. I'm your strength. I'm the one who makes you able. Okay? Then Exodus 3. We got the story of Moses. And I just like, I know we know it, but it's good to just turn there and, and read it. Exodus 3, 1 through 20. I may not read all of it. One day Moses is tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of the Midian. And he led the flock to the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There an angel of the Lord appears to him in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush. And Moses stares in amazement that the bush is engulfed in flames, yet it doesn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses says to himself. Why is that bush not burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming and took, a closer look, and took a closer look, God called him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Moses responds, here I am. Do not come any closer, the Lord warns. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord tells him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people of Egypt, and I have heard their cries and distress because of the harsh slave driving. Yes, I am aware of their suffering, so I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, and this is where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Jebusites, etc., etc., now live. <laughs> Look, the cry of the people of Israel have reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people out of Egypt. But Moses replies, God, who am I? that I would appear before Pharaoh? Who am I that I would lead the people out of Egypt? Each time, because they just feel like themselves, even though God's saying it, and God's saying, this is what I've put on the inside of you, and God's saying, this is what I have for you to do, each time they feel like themselves, they discount themselves, they discredit themselves, how could I do that? But God encourages them, I'm with you. That's how. And now we can say, 
He's in us. That's how. Amen. And then one more, Jeremiah. Jeremiah um, 1. 4 through 10. So God calls Jeremiah, and this is Jeremiah's account of God calling him. The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah's response, oh, sovereign Lord, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replies, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you, and you must say whatever I tell you. Don't be afraid of the people, for I, again, will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken, and the Lord reached out, touched my mouth, and said, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms, and we'll just stop there. Each time, what did they feel like? Themselves. Nobody special. Even though they had some supernatural encounter. And, and, you know, now do you understand that hearing God's voice is a supernatural encounter? God speaking to your heart, that's a supernatural encounter. He lives on the inside of us. You know, I mean, from time to time, people may have an angelic encounter or, or whatever where God calls them. But, but we have the Holy Spirit who bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And he also leads us and guides us by his spirit and, and reveals to us God's plans. When, when I heard God tell me what I was called to do, it was not an audible voice, but it was as loud and as clear as an audible voice. It was the spirit of God telling him, you're called to be a minister. Or when God showed me a vision, a movie vision of me preaching in front of people from another country on a stage, that's an encounter with God. And I had the same response each time. Who am I? How in the world do you think I could do that? And why are you telling me that right now? Because I'm crying to you about such and such. When it's time, God just chooses to reveal the plan. And he knows what he placed on the inside of you, that you have what it takes. He says he knew. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, before you were born, he set you apart to do this thing. And it's not going to be accomplished. The thing is, is it doesn't matter that you feel like yourself because it's not supposed to be accomplished upon, by your own strength, on your own accord. If you do, you're going to fail. How many of you have tried something in the natural and failed? <laughs> I think I'll be this. And then... You know, or, or you lose the steam really quickly from doing it because it's not what you're gifted or called to do. So it seems like the common reaction with God calling his people is that we feel like we can't do it. So I just want to turn the table here and show you that you can. Amen? And I, real quick, Esther, I'm not going to go through her story, but in Esther 4.14... Mordecai tells her, you were called for such a time as this. Notice this is already, she's already in the king's court. I mean, like God's already revealed to her, like you weren't even supposed to be able to be in there, but yet you're in there. 
And now he's saying it's for such a time as this you can deliver. So God's using her, her uncle to, to speak the word of God, what she's called to do, and she doesn't believe it. She's like, you know, freaked out about it. But God says through her uncle, and God can say it through a minister, God can say it by his spirit, or he can say it through his word, what he's calling you to do. Through a dream, through a vision, whatever. He has so many ways of speaking. And he speaks to her through her uncle and says, this is the reason you're in this position. To free your people for such a time as this. So she steps into it, but guess what? Each one of these people that I mentioned that felt like only them, they did end up fulfilling their call. But God needed them to partner with him by doing one thing. Believe and say, well, I guess that's two things. Believe and say yes. Answer the call by saying yes. Yes, Lord, I'll partner with you. Yes, Lord, I believe that you can do that through me. I don't think I can do it because I feel like me. But if, you, if he's telling you, that means you can with his grace and his strength. Amen? The only thing, really, that can hinder us from fulfilling God's plan for our lives is our unwillingness to say yes. We need to be confident in him and the fact that we can hear his voice. We need to be confident in him that when he tells us we're called to do something, that he knows what he's placed on the inside of us. In 2 Corinthians 9 it says, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you have all sufficiency in all things and you may abound to every good work. God's given us the grace and the strength and every single thing that we need to do what he's called us to do. But our dependency needs to be not on self, but on God. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 says, and this is the, you know, Paul and, and the disciples, not that our sufficiency is of ourselves to think anything great of ourselves, but our sufficiency or you could say our equipment or our ability comes from God. So it's not for us to think, it's not for me to think, I'm some great mother. <laughs> like, I'm going to raise up baby Gideons, you know. But it's just what he calls you to do. He knows he's equipped you to do a certain thing for him. These people didn't know what they had on the inside till God told them. And they had to say yes. In Jeremiah 29, 11, we know it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're plans to prosper you, not to harm you. They're plans to give you a future and a hope. And maybe up to this point, God's revealed some things to you that he has for you, but you put the brakes on. Because how could I? Who am I, you know, um, to do this thing for you, Lord? But I want to encourage you that he's not asking you to do it alone. He's asking you to partner with the ability you place on the inside of you with him and his strength. Amen? So don't discount yourself. Even Jesus on this earth in John 14, 10, he says, it's the Father in me who does the work. Jesus didn't even come here and do it because he was here as a man. He didn't come here and accomplish all he accomplished on his own strength, he depended upon the Father and the Holy Spirit, just like we need to. In John 14, 12, 
the Lord speaks to us. He says, I tell you the truth, any one who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to the Father. And when he left his disciples in John 16, he says, it's going to be better that I go away because I'm not just going to be with you. Now I'm going to be in you. Now we can say, 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We now step over into this powerful ability with him on the inside of us. We now can fully be, you know, back then when God called them, like when, it, when God called um, them to do something, a lot of times his spirit would come upon them. Now we got the spirit of God in us living in and move and having our being. Amen? And so when God called Gideon, if you read through the story, it says, and then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and then he, you know, did these things. But we've got God's Spirit. Jesus is like, I'm not only with you, I'm in you. And he does the work. Zechariah 4, 6 says, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by his Spirit that we can do these things for God that we can accomplish these things for God. We just need to believe what he's saying to us and say, yes, Lord. um, He may over time develop and show us how to, but what he needs to start off with is the yes. And this is is the proof why a lot of times it's like bigger than us, is Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. He says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. In my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. So that's just how he works. So just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. In other words, when I speak to you, when I show you something, it's going to be bigger than you. But with me working with you, we can accomplish it. Amen? So don't think that you have to be perfect. Don't think that you have to be um, fully, you know, put together and, and, and have all your ducks in a row and just until this great and perfect day that you've achieved perfection, then God can use you. Because if you're not prepared, God will use a rock to cry out or he can use a donkey to talk if you're not going to talk, right? So... If he can use a rock, if he can use a donkey, can he use you? Yes. (laughs) But think about it. Who he called to be his disciples? Fishermen? They're like at the bottom. Fishermen? Tax collector? Everybody hated him. A harlot? A hot-tempered Peter? You know, so God called all these imperfect, whether they're, you know, they didn't have it all together people. But here's the thing. The reason they ended up being a disciple is they all did one thing. They said yes. And then God was able to take what he had deposited on the inside of them when he formed them in their mother's womb and pull it out. And they walked out and lived out the perfect plan and the will of God. Did they know it in the time that they said yes, all that would happen? No. But he just needed them to submit to his call. 
Amen. Matthew 19, 26, and this is how you might feel. It might feel impossible, but God says, with man, it's going to be impossible. I can't do this. I can't be what God's called me to be. Who am I? But God can. With man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. I love the scripture God showed me today, and I'm just coming to a close. I just want to encourage you and motivate you tonight. Daniel 11.32, he says, but people who know their God will do exploits. Listen, exploits means to benefit or make full use of a resource. Who's our resource? God. People who know their God will take the resource that's on the inside of them and do great things for God. People who know the greater one lives on the inside of them have the ability of God living in and through them. With man, what God's showing you, that you're going to be a company owner or that you're going to be a preacher or that you're going to travel the world or that you're going to be a mother even when the doctors say that you can't have children. If God says you can, you can't. Because he's living on the inside of you. Amen? Amen. The greater one is living on the inside of you with all his resources of power, of wisdom, of knowledge. You can, you and I can do exploits for God. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. As we are worshiping God, and this is just like another kind of direction but the Lord is just showing me something. Um, Gideon was called by God, and he didn't feel like anybody special. But once he said yes, God gave him the grace and the strength to start doing what he was called to do, which was to deliver his people once again out of the hand of all these armies. And uh, so he got motivated by the grace of God and, and he took, by sending out a message he got 22,000 men to war against the enemy he gathered 22,000 people to be men of war and God says that's too many because if they do it with this many they're going to think they did it. So God cuts it in half. Or so, they, so he says, and tell anyone who's afraid or who doesn't want to really do it to go home. It goes down to like 10,000 from 22. And God's like, that's still too many. Because, see, God had told Gideon, you're called to do this. I want you to do this. And he's like, who am I? I couldn't do this. But God's like, I'm with you, so you can do this. But if he had 10,000 men by his side, they could still get some pride in there. And they could still say, we did this for the Lord, but we did this. God's like, no, I, I want to be completely responsible for what I'm calling you to do. And think about it. When God shows you to do something that's absolutely impossible... In this situation, he strips him of the natural resources and says, now you totally have to depend on me. 
So he gets the 10,000 people and he says, have them drink from the river. And he says, anybody who laps it up like a dog, send them home. Anybody who scoops it up like with their hand, keep them. Guess who was left? 300 from 22,000. He's like, that's how you're going to defeat the enemy. And the Lord, through this angel, had told him that it would feel like he was fighting against one man. It would be that easy. Why? Because we've got the greater one. When you partner with God, all things become possible. And the Lord just kind of spoke to my heart. See, he's calling in these last days an army. And, and, and he specifically, he was talking to me about raising up Gideons. And, and those are mighty warriors. Those who aren't going to go and run away and go home because they're afraid of what's going on in society. That's not a mighty warrior. He's going to send home those who are not living the way he wants them to live and maybe they're drinking of things in a way that they shouldn't be drinking of. He sends them home. And he's left with 300 men. Now that's pretty measly. But yet God can save by few or by many. Amen. And God was showing me this and you know If you've been here since the beginning of revival, when we first started it, we could have like 200 people in the building, not this building, but another building. And that's great. And that's awesome. But God's doing a shaking. And he's weaning and removing and sending home those who are true warriors and those who are afraid. He's calling a people of God who will stand up and who will fight no matter what comes their way. Those who will be dependent not on their own power but on the power of the Holy Spirit to do what God's called them to do. He's raising up an army of Gideons who doesn't give up even when it looks impossible. Who's so dependent on his power and his strength and has the assurance that God will give them, that God will fulfill the promises that he has spoken over their lives and over the church as a whole or over the world. Amen. So I just believe like there's more to the whole and, and God will unfold it to me, but <laughs> God is asking who is going to stand and say yes? Who is going to respond and be a mighty warrior and not back down in the times that we're in? Who, are, who is it that is going to allow me to raise you up as a baby Gideon. <laughs> to raise you up as a mighty warrior for God. Amen. So let's just stand to our feet.
Whether you're 70 or whether you're one, you're a Gideon. He calls you baby Gideons. <laughs> Maybe you've been serving the Lord all your lives, but God knows what he has put on the inside of you, and he wants to raise you up to step fully into what he has for you without discounting yourself any longer. And just simply say yes. Yes, Lord, I'll do what you are asking me to do because I know with you working on the inside of me, with you, Lord, all things are possible. Lord, if you're telling me to do something, I know that you have given me the equipment or the ability. Amen. So just say this after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, just as these mighty men and women did what you called them to do, Lord, I too say yes. Yes to your call. Yes to your plan. Because I know you can. I thank you, God, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives me strength. I declare today, I am a mighty warrior. I am dressed for battle. I will not back down. I will do what you've called me to do. I will be who you've called me to be. And I will step out in faith and partner with you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah, Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we just thank you for calling us. God, you've equipped us. God, you set us high above all these things, all these situations, all the problems any circumstance God you set us high above seated in the heavenly places with you God and we can do all things through Christ who is in us in Jesus name Hallelujah. thanks everyone for coming out I wish I have an opportunity to